So welcome to the Expert Edge. We're going to be talking all things unattached goal achievement. Now, it's something to achieve a goal, but I think it's so much better if you can do it in a way that feels easy, effortless, and unattached. And you probably, if you're a part of my community, you you would be familiar about the idea of, of being unattached from something. But to practically do it, to practically outwork it, you need to have a certain mindset and principles in place for you to be able to do this successfully. And that's what this podcast episode is all about. I'm going to be talking about the three ideas that will help you detach, be unattached from a goal and still achieve it with absolute ease and effortlessness. I've had some amazing things unfold in my life recently, and I want to share with you how this has happened, how it's occurred without working too hard, and so that you can implement this in your life. Let's get into it. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So I think being an entrepreneur, uh, you are in a challenging predicament because usually if you're an entrepreneur like me, uh, you're a fairly driven individual. In other words, you've got goals, you've got desires, you, you, you want to drive yourself you know, fairly hard and also achieve a lot of things in your life. But it's been fascinating, and I trust that you've experienced this in your life, is the whole idea of the more you want something, the more you repel something. Or in other words, the more you try to attach yourself to something, the less vibrational alignment, you could call it, the less vibrational um, uh, attraction you have towards that thing. It's kind of like... Do you know? Do you remember like growing up on it for me in school and stuff like that? When you 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 can probably think of someone that you know in your life, and you know, and this is you know just fascinating, just kind of watching how human behavior works. But you think about maybe this someone who they really, really, really were wanting to be friends with people like do you know what i mean like the you might call them a kino i think we, we used to call them like a kino like like super keen right maybe maybe if you're still in the dating game uh which i retired from many years ago but but it's like where a guy's like super super keen it's like oh my gosh he's way too keen what happens when you're way too keen you actually repel the very thing that you want because because what's happening is you are you are wanting something from a place of lack. Does that make sense? Like you're wanting something in your life from a place of not having it. And the same goes for achieving goals. And this conversation I think is going to be quite transformational for people. And I wanted to address this topic of how do you go after a goal? Maybe it's a launch that you want to achieve or a number you want to achieve in your business or you know, a feature you want or whatever it is. How do you go after a goal but also not be attached to the goal? And I think that there is, there is certain principles that you can use that really help you to 
energetically attract things into your life and not even have to go after them. In fact, uh, and now I'm, I'm not saying you're not you're going to sit on the couch and things are just going to pop into your life. But what I'm saying is like that you create this this sense of synchronicity, a sense of ease. You, you have these interactions with the world uh, and your life where things just align and they start feeling easy and effortless. And you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, the, the, there's just these alignments that happen. And so this conversation here, I think, is really going to create a lot of breakthrough in people's lives. And for me, it brings up the the first, you know, let me just lead with this. I, I remember for us when we were first moving to the U.S., uh, you know, moving to the U.S. was a goal that we had for quite some time. It was It was a goal that, you know, Sarah and I talked about for many years. And I remember when we decided to move to the U.S., it just felt like it just felt right. Like from our in our gut, in our belly, it just it just felt right. Like we felt aligned with it. And I remember we created a plan, and you know we're heading into it, and we're getting ready to move. And I remember the month that we moved, I randomly landed like this partnership with another group who were who wanted to sell my programs. And um, up until that point, you know, we, we'd done well in our expert business. But I remember, I remember this particular month, we generated a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue uh, in one month. And it was literally the last month that we were living in Australia and moving to the US. Now, if anyone's moved countries before... You probably know how how expensive it is, especially moving from a place like Australia to the US where the dollar, you know, I think the dollar at the time was like 70 cents, 65 cents to the to the one dollar American dollar, right? So we're basically taking, you know, 35% of our money and our revenue and so forth off the table and then trying to get into the American market. So like there's there's a lot of complexity and then also the complexities, all that sort of stuff, right? And so what happened was I remember just randomly, we ended up having like the biggest month ever in, in, our, in our life uh, coming over to the US. And I remember saying to Sarah, like, how incredible is it that from a revenue perspective, this brought in so much cash, which really cash flowed us into the US and set us up uh, in a more you know comfortable position to actually establish our business here, so that was like one of the first things that happened. And then this, and then another thing happened. I remember we arrived here and, and we were looking around. We were thinking about moving to Pacific Palisades, which is kind of in LA area. And then the other option was moving down to Orange County. And I remember we came down to Orange County, and it just was amazing. Like it just felt right. Uh, we just really loved the area. We're thinking this looks great for the kids and stuff. And I remember we were looking at, we drove in a, into a particular area in Newport where we are and just, we just drove in here. It just felt right. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this just, this just feels amazing in here. Now I know now why it feels amazing because it's one of the most expensive areas in Newport. But anyway, this is a whole nother conversation. I remember we went to the real estate agent and we said, uh, you know, he brought out the map and he was like, where do you want to live? And I said, and, and actually, Sarah goes, I want to live there. And he was like, there, really? He's like, what about anywhere else outside of there? Is there other areas? And she was like, no, 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 no. I want to live there. I drove into that area. That's where I want to live. 
And she was like, oh, and he was like, oh, okay. Like, it's pretty tough to get, I mean, we, we were just looking to get a rental property initially. And we're like, it's pretty tough to like get this, you know, in this area. And we're like, no, 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 we want to move in here. And, um, and the problem is as well, we had no backing, like no financial backing in the US. In other words, no financial records, right? Because in the US, people don't care what you did and how, how stable you were in another country. All they care about is what's happening in the US, which is fine, but that's just the way it is, right? That's just the reality. And so I remember we, we walked into this house and this, this couple were there and they, we just got to know them. And we told them our story. We said, hey, we're entrepreneurs. We've got young kids. We're moving from Australia to the US and getting established and stuff like this. And they literally stop and look at us and, and they said, they said, you are us 40 years ago. And they told us their story of them moving from England, their English, to the US. And they had two young kids. They were entrepreneurs. And they said, we are literally looking at ourselves 40 years ago. And they looked at us and they said, well, we've got a lot of offers on this house. And they said, we just, we want you to have this house. Like we want you to have it. And I remember like going, okay, <laughs> I could this. And so like, and we ended up moving into the house and it's like, what's crazy was that, you know, I had all these things in my mind of going, okay, we're going to have to get all these certain things in place and all these, you know, checks in place to be able to, you know, establish ourselves. And, and that's, you know, yes, that's all part of it. But what was amazing, this amazing like synchronicities that just occurred as we, you know, vibrationally and just stayed in a good place as we went after this goal for us at that time moving to the US. And so what the reason why I share that is that there is, there is, I think there is a mindset, there is an energy that you can move into where you can achieve goals in a lot more effortless way. You can achieve goals in a way that just feels easy, congruent, and just like in alignment with where you're going and what you want in your life. And that's the conversation I want to have, you, have with you today. And I've got three ideas that for me have made a huge impact in going after goals while staying staying unattached. So to be really clear, the opposite of that is maybe you make a goal for a launch and maybe it's 50 grand, right? Maybe you say, I want to, I want to make $50,000 in this webinar and you're heading into it and, and you're just like fully emotionally attached to that number. And you're like, no, I have to get it this way. I have to get it that way. And like, you're really attached to this particular number and how you're going to get it. And let's say you don't hit it and you just feel horrible. You're annoyed. You're peed off. You're like blaming everyone. You just get in a crappy state. Now, I've got to put up my head. I have done that before, right? And so this is not coming from a place of where, where you know, I've always been able to unattach from things. Like I know exactly what that feels like. But I think that there is an easier way to achieve things in your life and to do it in a way that you're more unattached so that you can take in more lessons you can um, take in more value and you can also just enjoy your life a lot more as you move through that process. And so let me take you through what I think are three key things that have made a big difference for me in going after big goals while staying uh, unattached from the goal. So the first principle is this, is that you need to turn up your curiosity, not your attachment. Now, this is the thing is that you potentially, well, I'm sure you have because everyone has got stuff in their past. You would have been through experiences where when you're going after a goal, 
in your business or in your life, it potentially will bring up past challenges, difficulties, or even traumas that have occurred in your life, and they unconscious unconsciously come up. And so what happened is what happens is you end up getting a lot more attached and emotionally charged towards the goal, like hanging on to the goal. Do you remember how I talked about it right at the start? It's like it it's coming from this place of hurt. It's coming from a place of lack. It's coming from a place of wanting as opposed to having a knowing. And so when you think about anyone who's achieved anything in their life, you think about anyone who uh, who maybe let's say they make you know a hundred thousand dollars a month, right? Imagine if they were they were making a hundred thousand dollars a month. If they move into a different type of business, I bet they could get to that level of a hundred thousand dollars a month very quickly. Even if they move into a totally different model of business, why? Because they just know that that's what they can make. In other words, they come from this place of certainty. They come from this place of knowing as opposed to wanting. Does that make sense? And so, but to get to a place of knowing, you have to actually come from a place of abundance. And I think one of the easiest ways to do this is to start with curiosity. Now, curiosity is really this idea of like letting go and going, I wonder what this will look like. I wonder how this will look. I love the word wonder. You may even want to write that down. Like, I wonder. I'm really curious. I'm, I'm just curious how this is going to unfold. I'm curious how this is going to turn out. So maybe you've had some past challenges or traumas or difficulties that come up continually. And one of my encouragements for you to do is to, is to go, instead of going like, I want this, I want you to go, I wonder how this will happen. I wonder how this will look out. I'm curious how this will unfold as I move into this. And I thank you for it. Like you actually thank, you know, you thank, um, you know, whatever your beliefs are, you thank God, you thank the universe, you thank, you thank the fact that that is already going to be happening in your life. So you don't increase your attachment you increase your curiosity, and I could say your gratitude here. You increase your gratitude for having that thing in your in your life already. And so, one of the things that that I know for me has really helped me is is understanding, uh, really how to yeah, like how to turn up my curiosity when I start getting attached to things. Let me. What I wanted to do actually is I wanted to read you this story. There's a really cool story and I, and I rarely ever do this, but I think it's a really cool story. It's like an old Chinese proverb story and it, it, it really exemplifies how to view something that maybe it's been challenging or maybe it's been difficult and it's really viewing it on the journey towards achieving the goal. So let me let me read this to you and I, I think you will take a meaning from it. Whatever meaning you take from it, I know will be a valuable meaning. So it says, a farmer and his son uh, had a beloved stallion who helped the family earn a living. But one day the horse ran away and their neighbors ex- exclaimed, your horse has ran away. What terrible luck, the farmer replied. Yeah, maybe so, but maybe not. We'll see. And a few days later, the horse returned home, leading a few wild mares back to the farm as well. And the neighbors shouted out, your horse has returned and it's brought several other horses home with him. What great luck. And the farmer replied, maybe so, 
maybe not. We'll see. And later that week, the farmer's son was trying to break in one of the mares and she knew him, sorry, and she threw him to the ground, breaking his leg. And the villagers cried out to the farmer, your son has broke his leg. What terrible luck. The farmer replied, maybe so, maybe not. We'll, We'll see. And a few weeks later, soldiers from the National Army marched through the town, recruiting all the able-bodied boys for the army. And they did not take the farmer's son because he was still recovering from his injury. And his friends shouted, your boy is spared. What a tremendous luck. To which the farmer said, maybe so, maybe not. We'll see. I love this little proverb because I think it just... It's so true that so often we are quick to judge what an experience is. So in in other words, maybe you got a negative comment from someone, or maybe your ads weren't working when you're wanting them to work a certain way, or maybe you didn't reach a certain achievement in your business or or your launch or something like that. And so often we are the external people saying to ourselves going, what bad luck or what good luck or what bad luck, whatever it is, right? We're like, that's such bad luck. And I love the response of the farmer. He says, maybe so, maybe not, we'll see. And for me, that that is just a, a great kind of metaphor for being curious, for holding something lightly, for going, you know, I just... I wonder, I wonder how it's going to work out. So rather than making these like really intense meanings around something, you just go, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. And so as you go through your goal setting, as you move towards your goals, I want you to think about the idea of going like, you know, like rather than judging it as being good and good or bad straight away, really letting go of the control of it. Uh, I recently read a great book by a guy called Gay Hendricks. Um, he, he's written some incredible books, but he wrote a book, a new book called The Genius Zone. And The Genius Zone, uh, and by the way, Gay Hendricks wrote um, uh, The Big Leap, which is an amazing book as well. But The Genius Zone talks about the idea that that all of the resistance that people experience in their life um, towards working in their genius zone comes from them trying to control things outside of their control. And here's this really cool, like he calls it a genius, um, a, I think he calls it like a genius moment. And basically the moment is when you notice yourself feeling horrible, feeling crap, feeling down, feeling like things are not going well. And he says, you should ask yourself this question because usually this fixes it almost every time. And he says, ask yourself, what am I trying to control that's outside of my control? It's a really great question. What am I trying to control that's outside of my control? And then after that, you sit on it or you you just mull over it. You allow yourself to come up with the answer. And then after it, you actually, he says to like verbally, like, like expel it out of your mouth. So you say right now, I give up controlling X, whatever it is. Right now, I give up controlling this person. Right now, I give up the control of trying to control this. And so you, you literally ex, ex, um, exclaim, you, you, you talk out that feeling of control. And I've found it really powerful, actually. I've been doing it quite often. And so if you find yourself feeling crap, feeling down, feeling average, feeling 
stuck with something, you ask yourself, what am I trying to control that's outside of my control? Once you find that, you actually exclaim that out of you and you say, you express it out of you and say, right now I give up trying to control this. And you actually give it over as opposed to hanging on to it. And so let's come back to this first point, which is really turning up your curiosity and your gratitude, not your attachment. So in other words, it's, it's going, I wonder how this is going to look. Now, I'm not saying don't set a goal, right? So you've got to still have a clear goal. You've got to have a clear focus, a clear outcome, which is classic goal setting. Sure, have that. But then you can switch into go, I wonder how this is going to look. And I'm grateful that this is going to occur. Not I want this to occur. I'm really grateful that this will unfold, that this will uncur. I'm really curious how it's going to unfold and letting go of the control mechanisms that you normally would and not judging things as being good or bad as they go on and as they, as they unfold. Uh, I know for me recently, uh, I was I was really wanting to get some features in some magazines and some big publications. Uh, uh, you know, you know, building your authority, getting featured in publications is is one part of establish, uh, establishing yourself as a market leader. And I was really wanting to do this, but I was like, I don't know how to do this. And so what happened was, I remember energetically, I, I started to really focus on on getting features. And I, I was really trying to sit in that place of wonder, going, I wonder how it's going to work out. I wonder where it is. I'm grateful that that's coming towards me. And I remember I was sitting on a clubhouse room, uh, sitting in a clubhouse room, just listening randomly to, to a clubhouse. And this guy comes on, his name was Dave. And he comes on and he starts talking on the clubhouse. Now it was really, it was fascinating because what happened was he started talking and I remember initially I was put off because he kind of started to pitch, like pitch an idea and pitch what he was doing. And I remember thinking like, what's this guy doing? Like it felt like he wasn't trying to be helpful. He was trying to pitch something. And then everything shifted because the guy who was running the the clubhouse and he was a fairly well-known guy says, no, this guy, Dave, is the real deal. And he tells this story and he says, Dave helped me out so much when I first started my business. He helped me get featured. He helped me do this, that, like he invested in me. Like he just give this, gives this incredible like like, you know, endorsement for this guy who's come on with Dave. And all of a sudden I start going, oh my gosh, this guy, Dave, who's like <laughs> Dave, right? He comes on and I'm like, this guy's the real deal. And then he started talking and then he, he, he finished with this like generous offer. And he goes, hey, if anyone's got a great story and some really helpful content, send me a direct message and I will have a chat with you and see if I can feature you on Inc, on Inc Magazine. And instantly for me, I literally jump on Instagram. I start direct messaging him. We start getting in a conversation. Then we start emailing. And then I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram recently, but I recently got featured in Inc. And what's cool was that all came out of this place of like curiosity. It came out of this place of wondering how it's going to happen as opposed to like wanting and desperately wanting it to happen. And so like that's another example of like these synchronicities that occur. And what's been cool is from there, we just got Inc. We got um, Forbes recently. And then I've got an entrepreneur magazine uh, feature coming out soon as well. So like, it's just been starting to like snowball. But it, but for me, it, it, it's been really trying to get into that place of curiosity. And go, I wonder how this is going to look. I, I'm, I'm grateful for, for that this is going to happen ahead of time. And so 
yeah, so this idea of like not wanting to hang on to it as opposed to being grateful for it and being curious about it is the first principle. The second principle is really important as well. The second principle is this, is that you have to work hard on your feelings, not just the goal. And so what I mean by that is, I know for me, whenever I'm coming into a big promotion or a big launch, uh, I am spending a lot more time in the mornings really working hard on how I'm feeling for the day as opposed to just doing the activity that I have to do in the day. Does that make sense? And so for me, whether that's meditation, whether that's watching something, whether that's um, praying, whether that's journaling, whether that's writing out my affirmations, like all that sort of stuff, because you have to feel a certain way to walk into the achievement that you want in your future. I read this great quote from um, Abraham Hicks recently, and, and, it's, and it goes like this. It says, the reason you want everything that you want is because you think you will feel really good when you get there. But if you don't feel really good on the way to getting there, you can't get there. You have to be satisfied with what is while you're reaching for what you want or for more. How cool is that? So the reason you want every single thing in you, the reason you want every single thing in your life is because you think when you get there, you're going to feel really good. But the key is feeling good now, which energetically and vibrationally allows you to attract the thing that you want to achieve in the future that you think is going to make you feel good. <laughs> Does that make sense? And so a lot of the times we beat ourselves up, we don't spend enough time at working hard on feeling good. We try to do a lot of the work, but we don't work hard on feeling good. Now, one of the ways to feel really good is first of all, is to ask yourself better questions. So I'm going to give you a few quality questions that I ask myself that help me to feel better along the journey. So here's some questions that I ask myself. And sometimes I, well, I think a lot of the time, the answer is the question. So if this was easy for me, how would I do it? If this was easy, if I was without fear, what would I do and what would I feel? If I was absolutely certain of this being successful, of this outcome, how would I act and feel? So if I was absolutely certain of success in this outcome, how would I act and feel? If I was to go all in and enjoy the process, what would this look and feel like for me? If someone had done this before, how would they focus on this project? These are the questions that I ask myself and you might want to kind of note those questions down or, or rewind that or write them down later because for me, these are really great questions that I ask myself. And so the second point is work hard on feeling good, not just working hard on your plan, okay? So that's, that's the second secret to being unattached. The first secret was increasing your curiosity. The second secret was working hard on your feelings, not just on your actions. And then the third is building on this, which is focusing on the path, not the goal. Now, I did kind of mention in the last point that, you know, it's about your feelings, but it also is obviously about doing the work. But the difference here, the distinction here is don't focus on the goal, 
focus on the path. There's a great example from um, Deepak Chopra, and he explains the concept of letting go by using the metaphor of a gardener. So he says, the gardener plants the seed and gives the seed all it needs to survive, but he doesn't go and dig it up every day and see how it's grown. See, the gardener is clear about the outcome he desires. He does the work required, but then he lets go of or lets go or detaches himself from the outcome. So in other words, uh, when you're gardening, when you're doing the work in the garden, you've got the soil, you've got the fertilizer, you've got the water, you've got the, you know, the the placement of it. Like you've got to do all the things, but you're not digging up the plant all the time and going, how's this going? How's this going? Like you're not checking it all the time, right? You're just doing the work and you're letting go of the fact that there is a level of magic that needs to occur. There's a level of synchronicity that that needs to occur. And this is what I find, guys. This is what I find. I say this to my students all the time. I feel like I have this conversation very often. People will ask me, they'll say, well, how do you prepare for a launch? How do you like really prepare for a launch? There is something magical about just setting a goal or a date and going, that is the day that I'm going to open cart or that is the day that I'm going to start my webinar series, right? Or whatever it is. So you choose a day and you write it down, you put it on your calendar and you start and 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 then just magic starts to happen. I know for me, the first time I ever launched Self from Stage Academy, I really didn't have a public audience like because remember, I was like a keynote speaker. And this was like two and a half years ago. It wasn't long ago. And I remember heading into it, all of a sudden I had these like, had about, I think it was about six to eight really great podcasts all of a sudden just come out of the woodwork and line up to basically be released on the week that I was heading into the into the actual series itself. I remember James Wedmore, um, there was Screwed in the 9 to 5, there was like a whole bunch of other podcasts that released that were fairly significant podcasts. And they all launched around when I was launching Self from Stage Academy for the first time. And so what was crazy was that was that because I chose that date, it, it wasn't that I got all the podcasts ready, right? So what you got to get here, guys, it wasn't that I got all the podcasts ready. I chose the date. And then, and then all the magic just started to align, right? And because I, I focused on the path, not on the goal of what I wanted to achieve. I just, I set the goal and then, and then I just went working on the path and I, and I allowed the things to unfold as I went, go, as I, as I went through. And so really what I'm saying here is that, is that once you've set the goal, Get, get it clear. Like I know for me, I write my goals up. I've got them up on my board. But I really get curious about, of, of like, I wonder how this is going to look. And I ask myself better questions. Like if this was easy, how would I do it? If I was to enjoy this, how would it look? How would it feel, right? If someone had already done this before, what would they be focusing on? And then I energetically work on my feelings every single day of feeling good so that I can energetically align with that level of goal, that level of income, that level of money, whatever it is you want, that level of relationship, right? And I work on that. And then also I do the work. I focus on the path, not on the goal. And so I let go of that goal and I focus on the path. And then these magical like synchronicities just continue to start to happen. And so these three ideas, let me review them right now is turn up your curiosity and your gratitude, not your attachment, right? So be curious about it. Second of all, would work harder, harder on your feelings 
than you do on your activity, right? Or than your, your goal. Work hard on your feelings, not just on your plan. And then finally, focus on the path, not on the goal. And so focus on the activity of doing it, right? And still being unattached to the goal, but focus on the path and magic will happen as you go there. And, and these amazing synchronicities will happen. And so guys, I hope this has been helpful. If it has, uh, please leave a review. Make sure you subscribed. Share it on the, uh, on the Instagrams. Tag me in your stories. Let me know if this has been helpful. But guys, I put a lot of love and effort into this. And so I just appreciate you guys being a part of my community. We have got a training series coming up really soon. So definitely look out for that. I'm going to be doing a training series, a free one, all about selling from virtual stages and webinars, how to get the most out of virtual stages and and webinars, any sort of virtual experience. Um, and how to sell from them. We're, we're going to be launching that pretty soon. So make sure you are looking out for that. But guys, hey, I hope this has been helpful. Leave a review if you haven't and uh, share it in the story. Subscribe. Appreciate y'all and uh, go out and get your goals, but don't get attached to them. <laughs> we'll talk to you really soon. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.